Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. All right, Ez, question for you. Who would win in a fight? Who do you like better? Matt, the radar technician, or Randy, the intern? Oh, wow, dude. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, Randy's my, I, I like Randy, you know? You like, you liked Randy a little yeah. bit more? Yeah, I did. I think, um, there's just, some, you know, he seems more dedicated, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably going with Randy. That's good, that's good, I, yeah. I yeah, you know, Randy, Randy killed, um, uh, you know, like a general there with his mind. You know, Matt did a lot of, um, you know, he threw some people with the force, uh, mm-hmm. saw some stuff there. So there is definitely a difference, I think, in power, possibly. OK. Um, yeah. But which which skit, which skit did you like better? Uh, the, the new one was good. I like the um, like it. uh I actually didn't know until you you had said something about it that it was, it was even out, you know, and uh, I didn't know he would do that again. But I liked uh, I like this one, but I don't know. I don't know if I could pick a favorite. They're both really good, you know. Yeah, I I I, I really like them both. I think I like the first one just a little bit better. We're of course talking about the SNL skit, um, the undercover boss, Star Killer base, and then the the sequel, which Adam Driver was just on SNL and did. Um, yeah, you know, I I thought that the first one is pretty ridiculous when, when the guards like, you know, Kylo Ren because when, he, when he's when he's like when he's like here Kylo Ren has has an eight pack he's like Psh, Kylo Ren's a punk ass you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just like oh, oh man right. like oh, no. <laughs> he like throws throws him up against the wall and this one when the girls like. He's like, maybe you'll be as good of a pilot as Kylo Ren. Right. It's like, Kylo Ren? I want to I be like Luke Skywalker. You're just like, oh. <laughs> and, they just st- and he just stabs her. And he's like, no, you'll die like him. It was great. Yeah. It was it was great. But uh, yeah, well, man, as how you been, man? You know, back. Yeah. We, we had some sickness, some illness last week. But we did talk a little bit about the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, man. How's it going? Yeah, dude. Feeling good. Um. Excited to to kind of yeah be over the sickness and 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 ready to go. And it's it's sort of like you know just in time we've got uh, a few collaborations coming up. We've got some exciting stuff just in Star Wars that we want to discuss. Uh, I just saw a post today about uh, that Project Luminous, right? That might be mm-hmm. coming at the end of February or whatever. And I, I retweeted it. So like that's great. We, we, you know, within I mean less than a month, I guess we're gonna have some some announcements. For the future of Star Wars, so that's exciting. Um, but yeah, man, I've been good. Uh, I've been, uh, you know, really, I've been trying to get caught up. 
Because, like, man, I was sick and mm-hmm. I was down and out. I, had, I did not do much uh, in that during that, that, that period of time. So uh, getting caught back up with your comments. I uh, messaged a few people today on our Facebook. And uh, we actually, hold on, we, we had somebody, let me see who this was, uh, make a little comment here. And I, I, I replied because I thought they're bringing up this, this bit about uh, Palpatine, you know, and how he's back, right? So mm-hmm. shout out here to uh, Connor, who has, he sent us a message, and uh, he's just trying to, you know, I think I think he was uh, he was poking the Ewok a little bit here, and and Matt just that he had heard you say like I don't you know I don't know I don't know if that's good enough yeah. a good enough explanation as to why Palpatine you know came back yeah and- I, I I did I did I did see that yeah hey you know man some some people hey that's they think it was a it was yeah. enough explanation I I kind of have a different. Uh, opinion on it but i think you know i think for a lot of people they're like hey that's all i need yeah there is yeah there is there is um there are the dark side is a path to many mm-hmm. abilities abilities yeah. which some would deem unnatural yeah, yeah 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 so it was just neat you know it's it's a good line you know it's it's obviously a lot of times in star wars we always want more but uh, i just wanted to give him a quick shout out because today we were as i was getting caught back up i was uh, messaging people and and so um yeah so thanks for thanks for being patient with us as i get back into things but how hey how have you been been all right man oh yeah absolutely man there's so much star wars news so much star wars stuff coming out um i just picked up and i posted some pictures on instagram the star wars original trilogy graphic novelization mm-hmm. i was over at pal's books uh in portland which is that's like the largest used bookstore um you've been there it's like a yeah. city block oh it's yeah huge yeah um, it's like an entire city block um and uh, I just saw it on the shelf, and I was like, well, hey, man, it was only 10 bucks." And I picked it up, and I posted some pictures on Instagram. I'm like, man, this thing is great. Uh, I've been like, I've just been kind of skimming through that. I think it's really, really, really cool. I think the artwork, the artwork is very similar to the artwork. Um, do you remember that trailer or kind of teaser trailer they did um, a couple of months ago in building up the hype for uh, Rise of Skywalker where they showed... Um, it was kind of like an anime, cartoony mm. kind of a style. Yeah. It was just all the different lightsaber fights and ends with Rey and right. and Kylo fighting. It was it's kind of like in that art style, but it's really good. And it's it was only ten bucks. Like this is awesome. So yeah, okay, go. Yeah, that's cool. That's that's uh, that's what we're talking about. So, um, all right, man. Well, you know, let's see. Uh, we got a big show today, don't we? No, oh, today's a huge show um we got a lot of transmissions to get through um and so uh yeah let's just uh let's just kind of dive in here man first of all i do want to give a quick shout out to casey lynn who subscribed to us on youtube uh you know we get those little youtube notifications so thank you to her for that uh we did run a poll on twitter who did you like better randy the intern or matt the radar technician and it came in at 73 percent matt the radar (laughs) technician Oh, that's awesome. There are there are actually mods in Battlefront Two where you can play on if you're playing on you're PC kidding. where you can play as Matt. <laughs> Look them up, man. They're on uh, on YouTube, uh, like because you know in the PC version you can mod it and yeah. you can do stuff. There there is a mod where you can play as Matt, the radar technician. You know they just take obviously take take Kylo Ren, you know Ben Solo, and just and put on like that clothes. It's it's pretty funny. It's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty funny. Right. Right. That's cool. Hey, I'm going to check that out. It, it, it's crazy what you can mod. One time you were showing me, um, God, what was it? Uh, was it the old? Probably Jedi Academy. Academy, Jedi Academy yeah. Too. Yeah. And you, mm-hmm. People had set it up to where you could kind of bring yeah different people in. So Oh, you could pretty much use any character in that. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Cool. All right, cool. Yeah, so the little Facebook uh, post there. And actually, um, something 
hopefully maybe folks will kind of remind me to do this later on. Um, again, Connor was we, we were kind of talking about uh, just some of the like dark side users and stuff and force ghost a little bit. So he's kind of talked me into maybe doing a little uh, like a special episode around this whole Palpatine thing and, and you know, uh, the unnatural abilities of the dark side. Not something I typically, you know, dabble in and mess around with, mm. but I started to think, you know what, okay, you know, I, I could maybe go back into Legends and, and look up some of these, so, you know, some, some of these characters and, and get after it. We were talking about Revan and the possibility that maybe, you know, which is going to come up in our, our transmissions, just the idea that, that Revan could be a possibility in, in Star Wars. And so I was like, dang. You know, we were tying it back into Palpatine and everything, so I'm just kind of stoked thinking that I, I told him, I was like, we don't talk about it a lot because I get kind of nervous thinking um, I don't want to get my hopes built up for something as cool as, as Revan to happen because <laughs> that would be amazing. But so anyways, yeah, just kind of keep the, you know, those of you who are uh, who listen and subscribe, uh, you know, we'll, we'll maybe do some some special dark side stuff because people, people are always getting on me because I focus too much on the light side. But, you know? Light side user. Hey, you know, that's a that's okay, man. You know, I'm here to represent the dark side, so it it is it is completely represented. <laughs> Don't worry about that whatsoever. Okay. Oh, jeez, yeah. Okay. All right, awesome. Um, okay, so I think first up we have a uh, massive transmission here, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. We didn't read it last time. It is from um, Phil Seidel. It is from uh, Phil Seidel. Yep. Okay. All right. So, Master Phil, here we go. So, um, let's see. Hey, guys. Uh, writing in a couple fun questions here for you. So he started a rewatch of the the uh, the movies again, and this was kind of as he was leading into, I believe, the rise of Skywalker. Um, I finished episode one and noticed that uh, during the epic duel of fates battle, we see a night and day difference in the fight between Qui Gon and Obi Wan when Qui Gon and Maul get in uh, to you know kind of one on one. It seems fairly even, maybe even with a little advantage to Maul, especially since he does end up winning. Uh, then enters Obi-Wan. I don't know if it was rage or just his skill with a blade, but he totally dominated that fight from the very beginning. Within seconds, uh, he already had Maul's saber cut in half and knocked off his feet. This is right after Obi-Wan um, has that sweet dual block over the back uh, and then his front. He constantly He's constantly pushing Maul back and is... Um, you know, lightning quick compared to Qui-Gon's strikes. This is why I think Maul resorts to using force um, and just force pushes Obi-Wan off the edge. Maul can feel the difference. Then we see, just before he makes his move, how Maul's face goes from a, you know, a victorious, you know, uh, snide grin to a wait, um, why do you still look so confident type of face. Then Obi-Wan makes his final move. I'd say Qui-Gon was definitely stronger in the Force, but Obi-Wan, when it comes uh, to the blade, is is stronger, right? Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a couple things there, right? Like, Obi-Wan, at, <sighs> Rage, I mean, was he pulling on the dark side there, Matt? <sighs> I don't know, man. I don't know. But you know what? 
Obi-Wan is so great in the Force that I, you know, it's possible. Well, I, I said you other. I, but I, but I don't, but I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. I, I literally just asked. I, I knew the answer to that question, and and I would have, uh, I, I would have been ashamed if you would have answered any other way. Because what if I just would have said yes? yes. Yeah, no, like no. I, absolutely. No, be, be, like, I don't people think ask so. that question sometimes. They're always like, "Well, it was, you know, he was angry. He was, well, yeah. I mean, but he wasn't. You know, he wasn't tapping into any dark side force power or anything. I don't know. Whatever." Um, mm-hmm. so, okay. He says, uh, Phil goes on to say, I will say, I don't like how, um, how much they downplayed Obi-Wan in episode three. Same here, Phil. Um, when they mm-hmm. battle Dooku and Obi-Wan gets tossed aside and knocked unconscious until everything was over. Um, I get that episode was only really about building up Anakin and showing how strong he was, uh, but think they could have done it better and not at the detriment of others who went from being really good with a blade to looking like a Padawan um at their first fight sticking with the same movie the grievous fight is another example where he single-handedly um you know took on someone who although wasn't a force user but still fought with four lightsabers and had superhuman strength to say the least Mm -hmm. and i think that's a good point um i Mm -hmm. i've always kind of thought i really did not like how how obi-wan seems to be diminished a little bit you know, and it's, I get, again, Phil, you know, he's right in that they're trying to make Anakin look like, you know, he's growing. My powers have doubled since the last time we right. met Count, right? Right. So. Yeah, I mean, the difference, though, is that it's actually Anakin who single-handedly fights Dooku. And then Luke, who single-handedly fights somebody later because he only has one hand, but. Oh boy! <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> oh, uh, I mean, I mean, Count Dooku literally, literally <laughs> makes it to where he only has one hand. Well, I guess Obi Wan does make Anakin single-handed again. Oh, so uh, you know, <laughs> wow, yeah, <laughs> interesting, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. anyways, on, on his, uh, yeah, on a serious note here, the Grievous fight. You like the Grievous fight. I do like the Grievous fight because, um, well, I, I think I think you could make a very compelling argument, a strong, a very strong argument that Obi Wan has the best lightsaber fights in all of Star Wars. Period. Um, I mean, he fights because because he, he fights people with completely different styles. All we ever see Luke do um, is fight Vader twice. I mean, that's it, right? And then, uh, you know, like in terms of just like a one-on-one lightsaber fight. Now, mm. of course, you know, the, and then in episode um, eight, he doesn't really fight Kylo because he's not really there, and he basically just you know ducks under ducks under um, his one swing. Excuse me. <laughs> you know what I, I mean. know. I'm you know what I mean? He's not. He's not actually right. He's well. I guess he is there through the force, but um, <laughs> you know, like Obi Wan fights Darth Maul. We see him fight Count Dooku. We see him fight, um, again, you know, I love the Jango Fett fight, and I think, and the Grievous fight, too. And then he fights Anakin, and then he fights Darth Vader. Um, and look at, I mean, drastically how different some of those people are in their in their fighting styles. Uh, so I, I, I like the Grievous fight because he uses a blaster to finish him, mm-hmm. because it's like, that's how resourceful he is. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, he, he does fight completely different types of people and different styles and stuff. But I mean, it's uh, it, yeah, and and he's he's Obi. I mean, he's 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 the best. Mm-hmm. I just really didn't like that that Dooku fight, and I get that Dooku is super, you know, powerful. Whatever. It was just 
Like that was a time where you expected to see them work together to defeat someone because before, you know, they'd approach Dooku right. and Obi-Wan's trying to say, we'll, we'll take them together. And, and again, they do start that way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just really, and I get also why they had to get Obi-Wan out of the picture because you were trying to show that Anakin was falling to the dark side. You know, he strikes him down and exactly. he finishes him, right? Um, at, you know, at, at Palpatine's urging. So I get it. It's just I almost wish they could have done that. I wish Obi-Wan would have been elsewhere, not unconscious, but, you know, tied up, you know, fighting somebody else and couldn't get there is kind of what I right. wish. I, yeah, I've well, never, me. I mean, me. yeah, I've never really felt about that fight, though, because like, um, and honestly, that movie's so large. I always so big. I always kind of forget about the first like 20 minutes of that movie. Yeah, because later, I mean, it, it would be one like if you were to lose um against dooku and that was like kind of the end of it you know like we didn't see him fight anybody else again but he then beats uh grievous mm-hmm. and then beats anakin who's you know like in, in an epic amazing showdown so it's i mean yeah it's like if there is a moment where he and as, i guess you could kind of make he kind of loses to to dooku twice like you know if you want to make that argument yeah um in, in revenge of the sith in revenge of the sith and in uh attack of the clones but they're just kind of afterthoughts because his his bright moments are so bright that it's you know they just kind of overshadow those yeah yeah okay i mean anakin yeah. anakin slash vader loses way more than uh, than than obi-wan does yeah you know yeah i mean right yeah so he yeah he had to have a moment there i mean what lightsaber fight do we see anakin win yeah, well, well, I mean, yeah, the Dooku, right? I mean, yeah, like the second. I mean, he in in episode in episode two, he lose. I mean, he loses to Dooku, gets his arm cut off. Uh-huh. He 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 beats Dooku, uh, only because Dooku's. I mean, you know, looking at Palpatine, thinking he's going to step in, and he doesn't. So there's like some betrayal. You know, there's some betrayal going on there. You know, I I don't know. Um, and then. He loses to Obi Wan, and then he, I guess, you know, you and I have a different take on his fight in uh, episode episode four. But Obi Wan lets him strike him down. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, t- I tell you where he, I tell you where he did own. Uh, was the, those things were like uh, what are they called? Like like uh, Kaun or whatever. They're like these the little poisonous mm-hmm. uh, worms that were on his that were on mm-hmm. his grill. Man, he, he, he went in there and he does. He took them suckers out, man. Well. <laughs> yeah, and in Clone Wars, he has tons of yeah, epic yeah, moments. Yes, yeah, he does. He does, and, and actually, even Could before, Obi, do you think do you think Obi Wan could have beaten Darth Vader? You mean you mean in in four and in 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 four? Do you think he could have beaten Darth Vader? <laughs> oh man! Wow, I actually, huh? I don't know. I think it. I, I, I think he could have. I, I think he could have. I, I've I, I've gone back and forth on this a little bit. Yep. The more I think about it, I think he could have. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could have too. Well, because he beats in Rebels. I mean, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. this was this was the original. You know, you look at when it's filmed and everything. This was the beginning of Star Wars, so none of that stuff, you know, none of that stuff existed. But just looking at it now, given the new context we have in backstory with animated stuff, um, I mean, he beats Darth Maul. Yeah, not that many years before Episode Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And who know? And who knows how awesome they're going to make him seem in in the Obi Wan series? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah, I I think I I think it's possible that he could have. I think he could have too. I really do. I think it it just would have been sort of like it it was all. I mean, you know, the the, the force was put him in a, in a spot where he knew mm-hmm. that he had to go beyond, um, mm-hmm. and that he could do more as a force ghost mm-hmm. and becoming one with the force. Yeah, it was. Well, and I think, and I also think it was at that. It was. I mean, he didn't he didn't kill Anakin on Mustafar. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know he didn't he didn't need to kill Anakin in four. No, and that that is that's sort of the genius, right? You don't always need to like mm-hmm. kill someone to win, right? That's a, that's not the exactly. I mean, he he beats him in in, in numerous ways. So mm-hmm. he becomes hey he becomes one of the force because he you know he Obi-Wan inspires Luke. Knew. Yeah, Obi Wan probably knows knows Luke is the key to bringing Anakin back, and he was a good friend. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the other thing is, you know, you have like premonitions, or you have sort of like they're meditating. I mean, he like it's such it's so well done. Like in in episode four, you know, when he looks out of the corner of his eye and he sees Luke there, he, if you watch, like his eyebrows raise just a little bit, almost like, yep, here it is. This is the time. Mm-hmm. And I, oh man, and he'd already made the statement, you know, strike me down, and I'll become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. And you're just like, right? What does that mean? Uh, and yeah, th- there's so much said in that fight. So I don't know. I think they were, you know, again, he is a master. He is a is is Anakin Skywalker. Well, we know we know a master. He's not. Yeah, he's not. Uh, well, ac- according according to uh, the little kids, right, that are no longer here, he is. So right, yeah, uh, they did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and as Obi Wan said, he is that a might ma- master. Why, of evil. That might be why. He, that might be why he struck him down. He thought they were mocking him. <laughs> That's yeah. terrible. Master Skywalker. That's uh, <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Wow. Um, so anyway, I, I I don't know. That yeah. I think that'd be that's a great question. I let's put a poll out there. Let's see what uh see what folks think, you know. Um mm-hmm. all right, let's let's get back to this here. So um all this to say, who are some of your favorite fighters? Uh figured I'd ask since I know overall favorite characters and uh favorite of other subcategories like this can can differ sometimes um ahsoka would be another because of how insanely quick thinking and resourceful she is uh and always has been uh making her um make it out of situations that are uh, that other apprentices you know may not have have uh, gotten out of so yeah i guess uh favorite fighters i mean really i guess if you look outside of even like lightsaber fights right you've got You've got all your bounty hunters. You've got Han Solo. You've got different characters like that, right? Um, that I think you can kind of consider to be a fighter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. For me, I mean, gosh, I don't. That's that's so hard because my favorite fighter. I mean, we because my mind is like I love the Obi Wan fights, but if I had to pick somebody outside of that, I do like Ahsoka. You know who I do like? Um, Kanan. I like Kanan Jarrus actually in in Rebels. Like I've said this before, but I if I'm not watching the Return of the Jedi, then I'm watching Rebels. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and I I really enjoy all of that. I enjoy seeing him, you know, kind of mentoring and being a master to Ezra. And so, yeah, I guess I would go with with Kanan because they're in a lot of tight spots, and he does a really really good job of always being focused on the living force and and being there and present in the moment and, and helping Ezra kind of learn and grow. So it, I, mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of lean towards these, these masters. I like the guide by the side uh, type of individual. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yep. All right. Um, did you, did you have any thoughts on 
fighter? You your favorite fighter? Yeah, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of it right now. As I'm just, uh, it's hard because Qui Gon only is in one fight, really. Yeah, you know, and Qui Gon, Qui Gon's my favorite. I probably, I might have to say Luke. Thinking, thinking about it, but then maybe uh, Kylo Ren slash Ben Solo is is creeping in there as well. Oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, can, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, it's and then I mean Darth Maul too. I think Darth Maul is really cool. Even his stuff in in Clone Wars, right, right. Um, yeah, you know, is is really cool. And you know what? I might add in Mando. There, Mando has some pretty sick fights in Mandalorian. Yeah, when they're when when they're on that ship and everyone's like, okay, that's why he's a Mandalorian, right? He, like take just like wrecks all those people. Yeah, man, I I'm I'm there too. Right. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Baby Yoda's holding his own too. Okay. He is. So you got that. I mean, Ray does a great job. You know, I mean, we just haven't had enough time to really, like, I, I, I kind of need the Rise of Skywalker to be here so I can just play it over and over again and watch it. Right. Because I think, yeah, now that I'm thinking about Ben, you know, when Kylo Ren becomes Ben and all the moves. That's a pretty, it's a, it is actually a pretty cool fight. When, yeah. he, when he, like when, when they're slashing at his back and he puts the lightsaber up, right. to Block it. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. And the way he force jumps and like grabs him with his hand and then slams him down. Mm-hmm. And you're like, what? And his, and, and his fight and his fight with, uh, with Ray and the guards in eight. Oh man. It's really? It's a really cool fight. He beats Snoke. All right, let's go. <laughs> like, let's mm-hmm. go. He's, he's, mm-hmm. he's legit. So, mm-hmm. all right, cool. All right, um, let's move on here. So second, um, what are some of your favorite Easter eggs from The Rise of Skywalker? There were so many uh, good ones, but mine would be um, a simple one. After Rey gets Luke's old original X-Wing and takes it to Exegol and is busy with Palpatine, Ben um, has to commandeer another ride since his custom tie has been destroyed. So he gets his hands on a basic original style TIE fighter and heads to Exegol as well. After landing, uh, and he and he runs in, the camera does a quick cut back to the two ships sitting there side by side, uh, an original X-wing side by side with an original Tie Fighter. Such a cool throwback to the very beginning um, of where it all started, and maybe even foreshadowing um, of the following scene of the two competitors coming together side by side. I love that shot. Um, yeah, Matt, uh, Easter eggs in in the Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I'd probably say Chewie gets a medal. Yeah, you know, I I, th- I thought that was great. I thought I thought I thought Chewie get it getting a medal, like because like um, so I, was, I saw it there with my girlfriend. She didn't really get it, you know, but um, mm-hmm. I was you know, we being obviously much bigger Star Wars fans, understand because in Episode Four he doesn't get a medal, and I just I thought that was because it was really quick on the screen, and I thought I thought I thought that was really cool. I thought that was yeah, that was a nice little nice little Easter egg, nice little tie into Episode Four. Yeah, that's that's neat. I also um, that's good. I like that because you're we're talking about like the some of those other mm-hmm. uh, not lesser, but you know you get your your like droids. I'm right. going with droids here. So you got me with uh, you know Chewbacca. I'm going with the droids. I think there was a lot of little um, nods and Easter eggs there. Like I mean, again, never un- never underestimate a droid. Um, was was kind of yeah. cool that that line from from Leia, um, and that being sort of a throwback. Yeah, I think that's that was cool to Ewoks. see BB-8 step up. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool. I actually forget. I can't, I literally I forget that they're in it, and I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. I got what I wanted, but just not well, the way I wanted. It's it's not, it's not the way we, we wanted the Ewoks to be more prevalent. I mean, yeah. as they should have been. Yeah, they should have been. Yeah. What if there's a deleted think, scene? Uh, who knows? <laughs> do you think we will? Do you think we'll get a caravan of courage 
you know, type movie from Disney with the Ewoks. I just, I how are they, how have they not done that? Do, hold on a second. To go to to go back to the beginning of this episode, do you think the Ewoks had something to do with Palpatine's rise? Do you think they? Do you, do you think no. they helped him? Like they? they no, they, I do not. I do. I do they're, not. they're pulling I, him I out. Think, you know? I think they would. I think they would have stifled it because I. I think that they know they, they, they would have put him down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I just mean you know, a little little band of evil, you know, Ewoks. They get corrupted by the dark. Yeah, side. I mean, had 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 the had the Death Star crashed on the Forest Moon of Endor, I mean, there'd be no need for this trilogy. Yeah, they would put an end to it. That's true. That's true. They would be. It just landed on the Ocean Moon of Endor. Right. So, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the hang glider won't get over there, so we're gonna have to. <laughs> yeah, it ain't, it ain't getting over there. Oh shoot! Okay, awesome. All right, uh, moving on here. Okay, so here's a teaser for a uh, Star Wars story I'm working uh, or I'm looking at uh, writing at some point. Um, I had this down before the Mandalorian started, but um, it gave me a bounty hunter idea. The name and places aren't finalized yet, but this is the rough outline of the beginning. So this is kind of cool. Um, this is a a story here, and sorry if I still butcher the pronunciation of this. How would you say that? Um, Sonaric, I think, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Sen, Seneric or Senoric? Seneric. I think it's Seneric, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Seneric. Yeah. Okay, so Seneric was a Jedi Knight um, who was one of the few who was renowned as a skilled fighter amongst the Jedi Council during the Clone Wars. He took part um, as a commander with his squad of clones during the original invasion of Geonosis and was a close friend of Obi-Wan Kenobi, who he spent much of his time with and every now and again, joined by Kenobi's Padawan, Anakin Skywalker. Seneric was sent out on a mission to the holy city of Jeddah to monitor and collect intel on a suspected high-value target of the Council, who was illegally arming mercenary groups that fought against the Republic. While sending his transmissions back to Coruscant, he suddenly uh, loses all contact with the Council, followed by many failed attempts to get a hold of another Jedi. While trying everything and knowing that the issue wasn't on his end, uh, Seneric plans to find out what is going on. After some time passes, he hears from passing travelers in a local cantina that there is said to be something big going down on Coruscant. One even saw smoke coming from the Jedi Temple. He quickly heads back to his home, only to find a clone vehicle out front and a small squad of clones outside. However, their body language didn't make sense. It didn't seem like they were there searching for him um, or, or searching out of worry for his safety, but what seemed like malice. The front door had been, had been blown out, and they were searching every corner of the building. Seneric approaches from a back entrance and goes up to, a uh, to get a closer look. Things end up going south after approaching a single trooper, and he is forced to put them down. As he is searching their bodies for any kind of information about what is going on, a passerby quietly pokes their head in to see what the commotion was. They see Seneric kneeling over the body of the clones in the room and slowly sneak away without saying a word. Shortly after Seneric is able to make maintain contact, uh, finally with Obi-Wan, who quickly fills him in on the situation, something about Order 66, tells him to stay hidden and signs off because he had to leave for something that he couldn't say. 
Uh, the following day, Seneric is approached uh, by the same man who saw him over the dead clones, telling him to follow him immediately. After a question or two, Seneric cautious, cautiously obliges. Um, he goes down into a small hidden area where a man is sitting behind a desk covered in stacks of different kinds of money, flanked by two heavily armored men. The spy from the incident followed in and joined them just inside the door behind where Seneric took his seat. The man heard about his recent situation, asking how he so easily took down that many of the Republic highly trained troopers. Hiding the fact that he was a Jedi, he gives up he gives a made up but still believable response. The man tells Seneric that he could put his skills to good use and make a lot of money for it. After some more back and forth, Seneric agrees knowing that he now has nothing left. Uh, no subsidies from the council and no one to, to go to right now, officially starting his new career as a bounty hunter. Uh, before sending off for his first assignment uh, to go to Batu to their main headquarters, he runs back and finds out the bodies of the clone um, transport, the bodies and the clone transport have already been taken care of. After returning, he takes up some of the weapons and armor uh, of the clones that have that they have scavenged, making a hybrid type outfitting of half armor, half robe. His main weapon now being a DC-15A rifle of the clones, um, a small sidearm, and a few grenades. Although he is still, although he still has the lightsaber, but it is kept hidden away behind his robes. Batu was once a thriving stop for traders and travelers before advancements in light speed technology. Now its lush forest and majestic mountain regions are known only to those who dare to venture thus far into the outer rim. At the infamous Black Spire outpost, smugglers and rogue peddlers, um, smugglers and rogues peddle their way uh, among the towering remains of petrified trees, while the locals cook up exotic dishes and spin tales of ancient settlers long forgotten. One once settled in Batu, he begins to fine uh, tune his plans and his gear. He runs into other bounty hunters as well one of which is a young bounty hunter whose father was killed not long ago. Mm. He took up after his father and is repainting his gear and making some more modifications to the ship he inherited. He had come all the way out here just to get some of the upgrades he was looking for. In agreement to lend a helping hand with the ship modifications, this young bounty hunter agreed to help make modification to Seneric's new arsenal of weapons, making them even more deadly and powerful. Unfortunately, that was their last meeting as well, since the young bounty hunter had to leave for an assignment he needed to get back for. Seneric goes on to complete a few bounties, taking some big criminals off the street. After some time passes, he builds a reputation and trusts his boss. He gets a new assignment um, that, for undisclosed reasons for now, his boss feels he will... Um, have the best chance of completing. As he gets the bounty and opens it up, um, it reads as follows. So the reward, um, 350,000 credits, uh, bounty assignment, dead only, charges, treason, last known location, Coruscant, target name, Obi-Wan Kenobi. To be continued. 
Yeah, man. Hey, you know, I think uh, is the do you think is the bounty hunter he's talking about there the one that whose father was just recently killed? Uh-huh. Who he doesn't name? Uh-huh. Yeah, is that a is that another bounty hunter we may know? Maybe, maybe, maybe. I yeah. I actually kind of like it's it's, it's kind of cool because you think about um, I'm always thinking of ways that, mm-hmm. that you can kind of weave in um, something like this into the TV show, the new Obi Wan TV show. Um, right. You know, we were we've been talking about Mandalore, uh, Mandalorians, and so on. So, what did happen to you know Boba Fett and his? At one point, you know, an origin story for him was on the table. So, yeah, that's, that's interesting to see. That maybe he comes across him, and then mm-hmm. you know, um, I mean, really, you know, would a former member of the of the Jedi Order, you know, go track down Obi Wan um, and, and try and kill him? Well, you know, maybe not to kill him, but to warn him, because I'm sure there's right. other bounties out on Obi Wan, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that uh, Phil, this is awesome, man. I, I love it. This is this is really cool. And actually, um, you know, shout out to Phil. He does run a a, a podcast himself. It's the uh, History of Middle Earth podcast, and uh, it's it's pretty sick. You guys should go check it out. He is a he is a lore master, and he loves to kind of you know uh, tear through the scrolls and and make you know he, he knows everything there is to know about about Middle Earth. So if you're interested in Lord of the Rings, you should definitely go go check out Phil Seidel over at uh, the History of Middle Earth. But um, yeah, and we, we, I think he's a big Star Wars guy, too, so uh, we might have to do some collaborations uh, with, with yeah, Phil absolutely. and others soon, yeah. So. Absolutely. So, um, All right, well, uh, we got one here from Baby Yoda. Okay. Uh, he says, hey, hey, Matt Nez, this is Baby Yoda uh, from the uh, Continental again, coming to you from the Unknown Regions. Uh, the first thing I wanted to share with you guys or clarify is that I came before Baby Yoda did. That's right. I'm the OG of BY initials. My last transmission was um, was received in episode 24, which I just sort of listened to again and found something really funny. At the 45 minute mark, Matt brings up rumored spoiler about how Ray could be Palpatine's grandfa- granddaughter, which he replies to saying, "Like that would just be stupid." <laughs> I just <laughs> I just wanted to know. After seeing how everything played out in The Rise of Skywalker, does Matt still think this move is stupid on J.J.'s part? Um, Another thing that I want to bring up is a uh, competition between The Clone Wars and The Mandalorian. Which series does everyone think uh, did these three things better? Character development, story, uh, connectivity, best use of a short runtime. After watching season one of The Mandalorian, it is entirely... uh, uh, in its entirety and also revisiting the Clone Wars I personally settled upon a Clone Wars as the winner but what do you guys think does a better job the Mandalorian or the Clone Wars until next time Baby Yoda P.S. I'll be posting a poll on Twitter about this following about this following this episode's release feel free to vote and interact when it goes live you can find me at e- at easy wheezy will yeah. um, so to your first part do I still think that it's stupid I wouldn't say it's. Ne- I, I I think I don't know that it's stupid, but I do. I did. I'll tell you this. I did roll my eyes in the movie theater when when Luke was like, "So you're a Palpatine." Um, yeah. The end. And you know, as and I have talked, we've talked about this on the show a little bit. Um, the pro- the the thing about it is that J.J. Abrams, I think, was put in a really tough spot. Hmm. Was put in a really tough spot with this movie, yep. and clearly Palpatine was not the plan from the get go. Because JJ has said, as they were developing this movie, 
um, when we decided to bring Palpatine back. So because that was never the original plan or idea. Yeah. Then, yeah, I do. I I do think it it kind of it feels a little awkward, a little weird. That is one of the biggest criticisms of this movie is, you know, people say it feels rushed and it feels, um, you know, um, they just didn't like it. You know, there's definitely a lot of, you know, dislike for for this movie as and I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the one things I was like, OK, like whatever. Yeah. Um, But that could change. We could get more context in The Mandalorian, in another animated series, in another movie that could buff it up a little bit and make it cool and make and make it work. But as it stands right now, um, no, I I don't really think it was the the coolest thing in the world to make her a Palpatine. Mm -hmm. Um. I mean, they like. I think JJ does a good job with it in the movie, like showing her use force lightning before we find out that she's a Palpatine mm-hmm. to um, do that. But again, you know, I don't want. We've talked about this a lot, so I don't want to just keep harking on this. Uh, that is one of the things about the sequel trilogy. It to me, it just feels kind of jerky because you're going all over the place, and you know, they originally had this kind of plan and they shifted it all around and you know is you know people want to blame ryan johnson and colin trevorrow and whatever and uh, you know it's it is what it is at this point now like the movies are out it is we have them um i think they work as a trilogy but yeah it i does still feel kind of weird to me Mm -hmm. Yeah, let me let me respond here to at Easy Weezy Will here and uh, Baba mm-hmm. Yoda because this is here. Here's the thing. Um, like, I think so. There's two separate things here. You know, Ray being a Palpatine, and then you also have mm-hmm. Palpatine coming back. I right. I actually think that had you not have killed Snoke, or maybe Kylo Ren was going to be the bad guy or whatever, that it would have been interesting. And I think in an episode because I remember. The, the theories of Ray as Ray is a Palpatine were out there for a long time. Why were they out there? Yes, the, because the ep, Force, the Force ep, Awakens, and you know things yep. that she said and did, like her mannerisms, the jabbing, the gesture of the lightsaber. Mm-hmm. You know, Palpatine being in her Force vision, kind of doing that, like his his laugh, and you know, um, and then Luke. You know, like I, I'm pretty sure in that Force vision when he's crying out, no. Correct. He's crying mm. out in pain, like no, right? It's it's when mm. isn't that when he's being a, like you know f- like he's fighting Palpatine and like the Force lightning's hitting him. Um, mm-hmm. So there's little things where people are sort of like, ooh, they 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 put enough in here to where we think she's a Kenobi, we think she's a Palpatine, right. we think she's a Skywalker, and so I would say starting off they kind of were like, okay, this could go. We have a couple different options here, um, and it, like like. We as fans at least saw a couple paths forward, but I don't. The path I don't think we we saw or or thought was coming was Palpatine coming back. I it's I, I still think they may have said early right. on, like yeah, maybe we will have Ray be a Palpatine, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it sort of be kind of the, this flip of like Palpatine versus Skywalker type of thing. And wouldn't it be kind of ironic, you know, if she were to to come from one right. of the darkest, you know, individuals in in the galaxy. Um, but. I, yeah, I don't know. I was shocked. Yeah. I I was shocked. I was a little right. like, "What?" <laughs> like that is crazy because I I wanted there to be some. Again, I'm just a huge 
Skywalker guy, and, and I'm all for mm-hmm. the Skywalker line continuing and all that kind of stuff, which it is because she's a Skywalker and she's pregnant, but whatever. Um, right. Yeah, so anyways, I don't know. This, it's, a gr- it's a good question because that's the thing, you know, going into it, you're sort of like, you don't really see, and it's also okay to kind of be like, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me going into something, and then they do, you know, out the gate, the dead speak. You know, Palpatine is now speaking right. from beyond the grave. It's like, okay, he's back, and this is happening. And yeah. so, you know, and some people will say, yeah, it does feel a little forced, and I'm with you, Matt, that, like, the, the, he did what, I mean, J.J. did what he had to do with what with what right. they had. I mean, like. Yeah, and you, you know. and, and there's and there's there's tons of rumors uh, going around about Matt Smith's character and all of this yeah. stuff, and tons of rumors about the development of this movie and that J.J. initially had a plan that mm-hmm. he kind of worked on with George Lucas and Disney said no. And so then he had to like basically go back and rewrite a lot of the movie and you know there's Colin Trevorrow stuff and you got to think about like production side of it, you know, you've already done all of this ideas and you got to get people in and all of this stuff and yeah. um it's a lot. So who knows? I mean, who who knows? I'm sure I'm sure at some point we will we'll get all the details um and things like that. But again, you know, as we move forward in Star Wars, if we get some more stuff with Ray and some of these guys post this movie, um, I think even for people who kind of criticize the movie and people who have like, you know, I mean, people who are like, oh, I don't like this. You know, it's like I talk about episode two a lot in that episode three makes episode two better. Mm-hmm. Um, when I when I when Avengers Age of Ultron came out, I was like, eh, I don't think it's very good. And I think a lot of people don't consider it like close to being the best Avenger movie, but. You know, you then in Avengers um, Endgame when Captain America uses the hammer, right? And it's like, oh, yeah, because, you know, and they were trying to lift it in uh, Avengers, right. uh, you know, then it makes that cooler. So I think I think that, um, you know, it's just the position we're in right now and they're going to have to build some of this up a little bit. They're going to have to explain a little bit there. You know, we you know, there's rumors that we may find out a little bit more about Palpatine's coming back in the Mandalorian and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, it's just it's. Yeah, just where we're at. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of I, we're in a weird we're in a weird position because because it's it's not like this movie was. Um, I don't think that. Disney was like, "Hey, here's the, here's this movie. It's the total final end." Even as much as they were saying it, because it, we just know it's not. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not. No, no. That's actually the thing. I mean, um, and that was probably the spot that they're in. Right? It is is okay. Exactly. We we actually maybe are getting set up for this Marvel type of thing or whatever. And so they're kind of mm-hmm. like, "All right, you know, like we're not gonna tell every or finish every story and thread there's more story that we need to tell in books, right. books comics whatever yeah that i've actually listened to several other um you know podcasts and youtube channels and they're, they're all saying the same thing which is that like this is this is not the end it's not mm-hmm. it it doesn't even feel close to it it's like yes there's some closure in our legacy characters for sure but these new characters right they're all still there ready to go for those stories right. to be told just like luke you know um han and leia were at the end of Return. So mm-hmm. Finn is still here, Poe. Um, Finn is freaking Force-sensitive, you know, and and, mm-hmm. uh, and Ray is ready to go to lead these guys. Bring ben, bring ben back. Yeah, go on a search for Ben, right? Like like there's yeah, something, say, something hashtag save Hashtag save Ben Solo. It's, it's yeah, out there. It, it really is. It really is. It yeah. is. 
So, um, okay, so on to the second question. Um, you know, which do we think did character development, story, connectivity, and best use of a short runtime better, The Mandalorian or The Clone Wars? Um, I'd say, well, right now, I think you got to say The Clone Wars just because it's bigger and it has more seasons. But I think over time, The mm-hmm. Mandalorian will be the better of the shows. Yeah, it, it's got such... I mean, the popular Baby Yoda, just that move itself is huge. And then, you know, telling more about, I mean, you're doing two things. I mean, my God, you put like, people are obsessed. There's a cult following for Mm -hmm. like Mandalorian culture and Boba Fett and Jango Fett and, you know, all this stuff, Sabine Wren, all these different, you know, uh, Mandalorian Mm -hmm. characters. And it's like, they were also there in in, um, the Clone Wars, which I think is what, what made that really cool and interesting as well so so they're kind of in a way connected right um but yeah i think i think in the long run like it's it's uh it's definitely the mandalorian i mean right well you know yeah the other the other the advantage that the mandalorian has is that the clone wars well for starters the clone war has a very weird production history uh um you know it has like its Mm -hmm. first cartoon network kind of season then it shifts over and then didn't really finish and now it's finishing years later Mm mm-hmm um and but the clone wars was locked in to big star wars characters yeah that you you can't like you can't really do a lot with mando mando could die next season yeah i mean yeah, right right Man, he he could baby yoda could die next season Be- so because these are new characters and they're really getting to tell whatever story they want um there's just a lot more you can do with them mhm mhm yeah, guys, you'll note there that um, that Matt is definitely a dark side user. Don't you ever say that Baby Yoda could die, ever. Well, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, not, I'm kidding, dude. Right. I mean, I'm not <laughs> saying he's going to, but what I'm saying is, like, you can't, in Clone, War, in Clone Wars, you can't kill Obi-Wan. No. No, you can't. You know what I mean? So you, you, it's like you're never watching the episode worrying. We were worrying about Baby oh my. Yoda this season. I know. When that sniper's got, oh. you know, had the thing on him, we were like, no way. No. You know what I mean? And so when you watch... You know, like the Clone Wars, you're, I never do. I feel like Anakin or Obi Wan are in trouble because you mm-hmm. just know, you just know they're they're fine. Yeah, yeah, we know where they have to get to. Yeah, yeah. I for mean, sure. I mean, any of these characters, Cara Dune could die. You know right. what I mean? Like, I mean, so it's, we don't know. We don't. So that's the that's the big advantage the Mandalorian has. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that the Clone Wars did well is you really got to know the clone troopers, and that was mm-hmm. the big thing. You know, right. you you really cared about them, and you wanted them to live or to make it or to not be influenced by order 66 all of that was was very important um and then ahsoka was another one because as you, you're right you sort of the wild cards are we don't know what's going to happen to ahsoka the clone troopers mm-hmm. the ones that we get close to um right and so that's a big deal it's also why rebels was is exactly in, right so mm-hmm. so successful so canaan yeah i mean who yeah i mean so right um okay well uh going here from uh, molly brewer stacy um, Matt and Ezra, first off, just wanted to say that I love the podcast. You guys always have great insights into the Star Wars universe and listening to your first shot series as they build up to Rise of Skywalker really helped me get into the theater with good expectations. The movie did not disappoint. It's probably my favorite in the sequel trilogy. And my husband, who has been mostly critical of new Star Wars movies, also really enjoyed it. Thank you guys so much for the good content. Well, first of all, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Um, 
I was listening to your recent episode about the Clone Wars Season 7 trailer, and you mentioned that the only two recent prequel novels are the Dooku book and Master and Apprentice. You guys missed probably one of the best Star Wars novels I've ever read, and that is part of the new canon and does take place during the prequels Queen's Shadow. That, I think, just came out, didn't it? It's newer. It's, like, re- it's like really it's, new. Well, but it's it's not that new. So she's right. We, like That is a, a big book. Um, that's a, that's a really did, good one. Because I saw I saw that in uh, Barnes I saw that in Barnes and or uh, Powell's books here in Portland when I when I was there and I was like oh yeah this this did this did come out um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah and unfortunately I I've not read it though I, I really need to and 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 definitely definitely wanted to let's see that came out uh, was published uh, March fifth two thousand nineteen okay. So yeah. we suck. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. It's on us. Sorry. Um, I do not know off the top of my head all of the Star Wars uh, novels at all. Um, no, and, and even even new canon. I mean, I was I was telling actually um, our good buddy David Fogel over on Contingency Plan Podcast that I I I have not. There are some I new re- canon really novels. Don't. Yeah, that that I haven't read or that I need to go back and read or get caught up on because mm-hmm. I spend too much time in Legends. I don't. Well, I don't. Know what I've read. I've read three new canon novels, um, okay. and that that's it. But EU, man, I read a bunch of those. But mm-hmm. so um, yeah. uh, so she, anyway, she says this book gets overlooked a lot by uh, general audiences, and I think it's part of that is it was released as a young adult novel instead of an adult one. Plus, it came out around the same time frame as Master and Apprentice. Queen's Shadow takes place between episodes one and two, and it explains a lot of Naboo politics how they run their elections and how Padme was appointed to be the Senator. It def, uh, it's definitely lacking in space action, but it makes up for it with Padme's character development. Plus it focuses on her handmaidens, which I had never really thought about before. I highly recommend this book. It is pretty, uh, it's a pretty engrossing read. And I think uh, you both would like reading it. Uh, Johnson in, mm. uh, introduces characters in the Clone Wars series, and it works as a good connection between episode one and two. Side note, E.K. Johnson wrote the Ahsoka novel as well. I believe it definitely has a place in the discussions about Old Republic events. Uh, I recommend it to all female Star Wars fans because it is a love letter to the amazing, beautiful Padme Amidala, who often gets the short end of the stick in Star Wars material. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's right. I agree. Uh, Leia and Rey are awesome female role models, but my favorite is all will always be the Queen of Naboo. Keep up the great work and see you guys in hyperspace, Molly Brewer, Stacy. Yeah, she, uh, good point. I did see that the other day when I was in the store, and I was like, "Yeah, how have I not read this?" Yeah, well, actually, I will say so. So, Molly, we're going to take you up on this, and we do have. Um, I think next week we have a book review that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. after that, I let's I, make that our next book. Let's make it our next one. I, I okay, I'm down. I'm on it because I I I have not read it. Um, and I would like to know more about the politics and see if, we'll see what kind of you know um, tidbits are mentioned there. And you're right, E. K. Johnson did uh, write the Ahsoka book, and that was a good book. Uh, and mm-hmm. and she does a you know a great job. So mm-hmm. I yeah, would the other be one, down. the other one I have there. Well, they did just announce a new uh, novel. Like today, right? The isn't there? Didn't they announce like a Poe Dameron novel today? Did they really? Yeah, I thought I saw that on Twitter. Let me pull that up here. Okay. Yes, new Star Wars book, uh, Poe Dameron Freefall. It was announced today, coming this summer. Coming this summer, huh? Um, yeah, it's it's it's, uh, it's gonna be Poe Dameron's backstory. Oh, it's his backstory. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, so I have that. Yeah, so that was on my list. radar, and then uh, yeah, and then Alphabet Squadron is on my is on my on my radar as well. So, right. Well, yeah. I, I, so we'll we'll kind of start covering this. We we thought about doing. Uh, I think we are going to start doing a few more, you know, book reviews and and things. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? Just, yeah. 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 I don't. I don't. I don't know what the timetable on that's going to be because, as you guys know, as and I are also in, very uh, involved in um, many <laughs> other uh, book uh, projects right now. I'm uh, plowing through a 15 book series. So, um, <laughs> in, in, a, in a in a in addition in addition to. Um, you know all the other content we do as with Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones and all this stuff. So, um, yeah. but I plowing through the book review that we're doing next week. So I'm like blitzing through that thing, loving it. So, all right, um, okay. So another one here uh, from Eric. Hey guys, I am a huge fan of the podcast as well as your unexpected podcast. Uh, these podcasts have opened me up to do research on both Star Wars and Lord of the Rings in a. Um, during my Star Wars research, I found Emperor Vatai. Uh, or Vitae? I think it's I think it's Vitiate, I think Vitiate. Okay, yeah. Uh, and my question for you is, who is more powerful, Emperor uh, Vitiate or Palpatine? Yeah, let me double check that I'm thinking of the right. Like he's think he's talking about the Sith Emperor. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. God, the, sometimes the problem is we just. We we don't read these ahead of time, and they just kind of pop up on us. So yeah, vitiate, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, yeah, Sith Emperor, um, the Old Republic. Uh, what is the what is the? As name soon as you pull expansion? them up, you'll notice that picture because you know you and I have watched uh, cutscenes of this, mm-hmm. and actually mm-hmm. we've read some of the old Republic uh, novels, which mm-hmm. I, which I think are pretty awesome. Um, yeah, well, you can you you can go watch some pretty epic scenes. Uh, I will say the Star Wars: The Old Republic does have some amazing, amazing cutscenes, um, and he does live for an incredibly uh, long time. I mean, an incredibly yeah. long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, man, the crazy thing is, like this this guy is. Uh, I mean, the, like the Shadow Council that's around him and, and everything. Like mm. they, it's um, he's a scary dude. I actually think you know when I'm when I'm reading it and when I when I watch some of the cutscenes and stuff, like he's way more you know like with Palpatine you got that evil laugh right mm-hmm. and you sort of like he's more animated. Um, mm-hmm. Vitiate's like stone cold man. I mean like there's no there's nothing there. It's just it's just pure evil. I don't know. It, mm-hmm. So it, this is a really this is a really uh, I would honestly need to do a little bit more you know research on it. But like the Eternal Empire is. Uh, <laughs> It's a big yeah. deal, and that's sort of why it would be like when people talk about the old republic and, and wanting to bring some of this back and go back and see what this is like. I mean, we're talking about an empire of Sith, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then this guy's the bad of the bad yeah, this, man. Like he is, yeah, he is born in five um, fifty one thirteen BBY and dies in thirty six thirty BBY. So you were talking about a. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oh, I mean, you know, like what is that? That's like couple couple thousand, yeah, like fourteen hundred years. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I would, I would have, to, and I mean, I, even Revan. I know there is in the, the old Republic. Revan talks about him a little bit. Um, I mean, I'd have to say that he's probably more powerful than than Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Th- like, like there's a. Uh, 
the, the actually the the showdown here. I mean, the way in which God, oh geez, we should go back and do now that we're on like like here on hyperspace. We should go back and do the mm-hmm. old Republic too. You know what? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We're just gonna have to really go back and hit all these books because that th- that was great because I think it's Lord Lord Scourge. Is that his mm-hmm. name or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, his his right. name is. He's like this uh, his right hand man. He was one of the Sith lords. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was on the council, or was well, it wasn't yeah. on the council? And there's a there's a lot of close. really power. There's a lot of you've got you've got Revan, you've got Darth Malak, you've got Darth Malgus. I mean, you you want to talk about somebody that's really hardcore? Go check out Darth Malgus. Yeah, 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 for sure. He's he's pretty ruthless. But like, I guess in like Revan and all these guys who were super powerful, trying to get close to um, the Sith Emperor, it was just like. It, mm-hmm. How do I put this I, without Because spo- honestly, it's something that a lot of people probably haven't read, and they need to go, you know, read. Uh, like, like Revan has to meditate, and he has shown things in the Force, and he has shown so many different ways in which, like, like you know that he, that he can defeat or like, like every time he sort of looks into the future to see if there's a way to beat um, the Emperor, it's just like he he always loses, he always dies, and it's actually. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Sith don't typically have those premonitions or those visions, if you will. Um, but like Lord Scourge, had, I think that's how you say his name. By the way, I don't know if it's like mm-hmm. Scourge. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like mm-hmm. uh, he he ha- he himself is is like uh, he's a prison guard to to Revan a little bit. At one point in time, he's there with him when they have him captured in the in the Sith Empire. And as he's talking to him, he he starts to ask him about the ways of the Jedi and the and the power of the light side. And he's almost pulled to the light side. And it's during their fight or their showdown, uh, their confrontation with the Sith Emperor, that he himself has a vision. And it's freaking mm-hmm. amazing what he does. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's so, it's so badass that it's, uh, we, we should, we should spend a whole episode on it. So I would say Vitiate. I would say, mm-hmm. I mean, I he destroys too, a whole, he, he destroys a whole world. I mean, he actually creates a void in the Force where, um, when they when they travel to like his home world and you see the ritual that he did, um, I mean he he basically did what the Death Star did. I mean he destroyed an entire right. planet and then he actually is working towards an even bigger ritual and he's I mean he's just pure evil. So right. it's a different yeah. type of of emperor, I guess. Yeah. But I'll tell you this: if you really want to talk about the most powerful character in Star Wars, do a little bit of research on extended universe luke skywalker because i don't (laughs) think anyone is even remotely close to being as powerful as extended universe luke skywalker i was doing some research the other day and and as and i were talking about i'm like dude he can like stop time i mean it's i mean it's like it's it's outrageous uh the things that the things that luke can do in the eu like i mean it's it's not like i don't even think anybody's remotely close he can he can he can i had a list didn't i send you a text yeah you sent me like a text while we got done podcasting you sent me a list yeah yeah i gotta i gotta i gotta find i gotta i gotta i gotta find it i gotta find it here let me let me let me let me search back a little bit here as you're doing that um you know, like one of the reasons I I, I sometimes miss um, a new canon novel or what have you is because I'm back there reading about some of the EU and trying to keep fresh on it and seeing how they might pull from it. I'm I'm mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like I'm in story group, you know, like what would they pull, what would they use, and uh, y- yeah, I'm always blown away. Like that's that's Grandmaster Luke. Like I I love being uh, near him and around him and listening to him 
as he kind of guides me in the ways of the force. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's just fantastic. But yeah, let me um, let me let me let me just go here to uh, Wikipedia or Wikipedia. Luke Skywalker Legends. Oh, just go to his powers um, and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I know. That, I know. That's that's what I, that's what I'm pulling. I'm pulling up here. Because I mean, like there were so many series, and now everything that before they went into um, the prequels, all those books and everything that were being written, like that. George, you know, Lucasfilm had given permission for that storyline, that timeline to continue. So mm -hmm. that's you know, yeah. Um, Okay, years. so yeah, let me just you know let me get my let me get my thing here. Okay, uh, powers and ability. Let's just talk force powers, right? Mm. Uh, it says Luke Skywalker inherited immense levels of strength in the Force from his father, enough so as to actually rival Anakin, giving him the Force potential to become what his father was supposed to become, the Force potential of the Chosen One. Luke's first conscious use of the Force was to locate a lost screwdriver under a couch when he was only six years old. Ever since then, Luke greatly advanced his skills and powers in the Force, becoming incredibly skilled uh, in a great number of Force powers and was considered to be the most powerful Force-sensitive in history. <laughs> uh, you know, during the Battle of Yavin, that's when he... Um, you know, he manages to destroy the Death Star by letting the Force tell him where to fire, fire the proton torpedoes. Um, and that's, you know, he had very, very little training um, with the Force at that time. Only a short time after being given a lightsaber by Obi-Wan, Luke was able to, you know, block blaster bolts uh, by the remote droid. Um, he was a, a further testament to this was when he was, you know, Obi-Wan trains him. A little bit. He just he shows him a force mind trick. Like that's that's about it. Mm -hmm. um, Luke, uh, yeah, the Grandmaster, was also frighteningly proficient in, the, in more personal applications of the Force. After being fatally wounded in the battle between the Singing Mountain Clan and the Night Sisters, uh, which is from. Oh, it's not getting my little cursor there, but some EU book. Uh, Luke was able to heal himself in the span of mere hours. His force speed allowed him to increase the speed of his lightsaber strikes, as seen during his battles with in the Yuzenvong. Um, at some point, uh, you know, Luke force jumps in Episode Five mm -hmm. to be to avoid uh, carbonite, and that's just what we see in the move in in yeah. the movies um oh man it's like it just it just gets like so crazy um he gets i'm trying to see here like there's some uh luke skywalker learned the lightning rod technique which he used to safely travel um throughout a a like a rift right um he loses, full, learns fold space ability which allows him to teleport objects vast differences um at some point he like he literally like holds a black hole i mean like <laughs> uh he gets shatter points right the we talked yep. about that a little a, a little bit ago for stealth um yeah it's it's pretty it's it's pretty insanely powerful some of the things that he gets he gets to do yeah i mean I, i've said it before he, he at one point even does force project I mean, mm -hmm. he, he's, he's doing a lot of things. and Okay, yeah, right right here. Uh, toward the end of the Swarm War, Luke used the Force to call all of the Jedi across the galaxy <laughs> mm -hmm. to Osis uh, to make an announcement of him taking on the role as Grand Matter, Master of the Jedi Order. I mean, all of the Jedi. 
Yeah. Across the galaxy. Let's go. <laughs> through the force. Yeah. 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 He, it's, can, it's, he can he can force illusion himself. Yep. Um he can walk beyond shadows. Uh, yes. He had that battle with Abeloth. Yeah. Um during the battle of Dantooine during the Yuzenvong War, Luke managed to tele- telekinetically sustain a black hole. <laughs> like it's pretty outrageous how powerful um mm-hmm. EU Luke is. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it right there. That's it. I mean, he he like that's why it just blows me away when when anyone think like oh there's there's this other one there's this other you know student no. who's rising or his nephew there's or not. whatever it's like no guys you you haven't learned the lesson right that Yoda taught him years ago okay mm-hmm. that the force is my ally and mm-hmm. a powerful ally it is you know so i mean there there it is but anyways yeah yeah that's cool that's awesome I love talking about old Luke. Um, also, Eric, just wanted to give you a uh, uh, thanks again for sending that in, and also thanks for the shout-out there to an unexpected podcast. Uh, my buddy Lane and I run that Lord of the Rings podcast over there, if, if you guys are interested um, in that. And Phil is also um, uh, a member of um, of our group over there, so it's it's a it's a good time, and it's, uh, it's good to hear from you, Eric. So mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, uh, let me see here. Uh, one from Taylor here. Hi, team. Uh, first off, I recently found your podcast and look forward to listening to it every week. Second, I have only seen the Star Wars movies and shows. Clone Wars, Rebels, Resistance, and Mandalorian. Um, so he said, uh, the reason for my transmission is I've never read any Star Wars comics or books. Uh, just kind of, you know, where do I begin? So we, we, we actually get this question a lot. We talked about it Um Kind of depends on where you want to go, right, Ez? Um, yeah. Get, get, let me jump in here. Let me jump in here real quick, okay? Because we keep getting asked this question, and I love this. And, Taylor, thank you. You're wonderful, and I love this. But let me – um, you know, you know what we need to do is mm-hmm. I keep saying people need to go back to Master and Apprentice and, and Dooku, Jedi Lost. I think, you know, again, we have something – we have uh, we already have sort of two we've committed now in this episode – to doing two uh, book reviews going forward. One is mm-hmm. is just is happening, and the other one um, we talked about, you know, Queen Shadow. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna you know Queen Shadow. We know where that fits in the timeline, and then we can honestly from there. I say we take. I say we go back through some of this new canon stuff. I really I'm do. Down. I say. Yeah. I say we go back because you've already read. You know, some of this master Ma- master and apprentice. Let's have a big talk about it. Let's let's tell people mm-hmm. when the episode's gonna be out. Um, or or you and how I, long they you have and to I, read it. You and I have done Inferno Squad. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some of these we've already read, so we'll just have to kind of refresh ourselves and then and then go right. through it. But I appreciate all these questions and that people are wanting to kind of you know work their way through the literature. And I love. I mean, it's like sometimes you know I I I'm listening to. I don't know. Once I start a Star Wars book, I have to finish it. Like even mm-hmm. if it, like even if it's like okay, you've got like a you know we're we run a Game of Thrones uh, podcast and I have to listen to the chapter for that week. I'm sort of like. Man, I better finish this book. I better finish right. this Star Wars book, and I will spend right. six hours in one day just sitting there listening to it uh, to get through it. And then, I'll, and then once I read that chapter, I'll come back to it on Monday if I missed anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I I'm hundred uh, percent committed just just to going back and and doing this. So bear with us for the next two weeks, or or I guess within next week, and then when within a couple weeks after that, maybe March. Here's what we'll do. I think February we already have a book a book review. And then March, we will do Queen Shadow, okay? And then um, 
when we do Queen Shadow, we'll announce the next book, which I think is is we'll give you like a month to read it, and right. uh, and then I think I'm I'm gonna read. Uh, I think we're gonna go back to Master and Apprentice. Okay, you know, I think that's that's, that's easy to do. Um, that or Dooku Jedi Lost, either one of yeah. those. Okay, so yeah, I'm th- I'm there. Perfect. Uh, okay. okay, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, fingerboard Jack. I have been searching for the perfect podcast on the topic of Star Wars, and at long last, I have found it. Me and my RX-24 were cruising through space in our HWK-290, <laughs> uh, dropping off some packages uh, for the Imperial Trade Federation when I turned on the transmitter and uh, to find an unread transmission in my files. As I watched, I needed to explore more of your content. Every time I'm cruising through the galaxy, I listen to your podcast. I have one question to ask. Uh, Ask you, what is your guys' favorite Star Wars film slash show? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'll let you you go first. Yeah, okay. Um, Man, that's so hard. You know, the film, I mean, I I always say it. uh, Return of the Jedi is, is my favorite, followed by Caravan of Courage. Let's go. And I say that seriously. I think people are sort of like, "Is eh, you're joking?" No, I. My sister can attest to this. And you actually sometimes were on the phone and and like before the podcast, and you heard my sister talking the other day about the. She she was up here asking, "What was that Ewok movie we used to watch mm-hmm. every Saturday?" You know, like when we were little growing up. Like she always got Rainbow Bright, and I ended up getting you know the same Caravan of Courage movie. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget the guys over at Boxcar Video. You remember that Boxcar Video? Oh in Mount yeah, Burton? man. Jiminy Christmas. So, like, though, uh, that was, uh, gosh, those were the days. And I would go in there, and those guys were like, man, no. They felt bad for me. They're like, no one checks this out. Mm-hmm. You can have it. They actually at one point told my mom, like, we'll, we'll sell it to you for, like, five, like, two, three bucks, five bucks maybe at most. Mm-hmm. And she was just like, well, we come in here every week. It was almost like a, tra- like a tradition. So, you know, return um, and then and then caravan of, of courage is, is definitely – Right there, and if I had to go with a you know a show, it's Rebels. I love Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was telling I was telling Lane the other day, um, he was just like I don't know if I can really get into him. I was like, man, like literally, I was emotional during Rebels. I I, I kid you not. I it was it was great. So yeah, there it is. There it is. Um, wow. For me, my favorite movie is Episode One. I've said it a hundred times. I just I just love it. Darth Maul, uh, Obi Wan, Qui Gon, uh, just at the, when it came out. Um, uh, at the time, it was Star Wars was like everything for me, um, mm. and then, uh, and then you know, I, I, I think for me, my follow is Solo, man. I just, I just think yeah. Solo. It Solo to me is kind of like Thin Mint Cookies, right? This is yeah. how, this is this is how I've kind of rationalized because then it, I think it would be Return of the Jedi, but um, of the of the originals. Mm-hmm. But Solo to me is kind of like Thin is Thin Mint Cookies. You know, when Girl Scout cookie season comes around, it's like. Everyone has their favorite, right? Some people are like, oh, I love Samoas. I love Tagalongs. But you also you get whatever your favorite is. And then you also always go get Thin Mints. And for a lot of people, Thin Mints just is their favorite. So I think you could make the argument that Thin Mint cookies are the best Girl Scout cookie. Because you're going to get something else, but you always get Thin Mints. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Know, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I'm always right. getting Thin Mints. But, you know, some people it's like Tagalongs are really my favorite but i'm getting thin mints so right. i that's how i feel about solo it's just like it's it's just i just feel like solo is just right there where it's like solo is the movie that it's like 
this it's the perfect like Sunday movie to have on while you're doing stuff in the house or your flip you know it's like that just it's just a great it's got it, solo to me is like the diehard of of star wars all right it's like yeah i'll yeah i'll watch that um yeah, yeah. so that's just that's just how i kind of i kind of feel about it so that's just oh, boom i think it just it just goes in there as my kind of um as my kind of number two and then i then i obviously i think return of the jedi is yeah is probably the best of the of the originals it took me i had to go back i've gone back and forth over it a lot over the years but thinking yeah. back to when i was a kid i think that's the one i always looked forward to because we'd watch all three mm-hmm. and you know right as right as like the end of empire strikes back you know and luke gets his hand cut off and i'm your yeah. father then it's like okay now i'm ready yeah. The Jedi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. And I and I'm I was thinking back to when I was a kid because I was talking to my mom about it. And my mom, my mom, I you know I was like, hey, you know, we we all share Disney Plus and stuff like that. Don't shut us down, Disney. Um, <laughs> but you know, so she uses my Disney Plus, and she was, she has watched the Star Wars movies. And I don't mean like I don't mean like twelve times. I mean like all of them. <laughs> 12 times she's like yeah i just rewatched it just rewatched it she's like just plowed through all these movies and she's like yeah when you were a kid it was all about the ewoks it was all about the green lightsaber it was you know right. lando flying the millennium falcon through the second death star yeah so yeah yeah that's awesome i mean it's it's one of those like i always feel like with uh return of the jedi when you're done watching it you just get up and you grab your lightsaber and you start pretending you're luke Mm -hmm. and you want to know what what's next you start Mm -hmm. you walk outside and literally this was me okay i fought so many dandelions outside Mm -hmm. dude and just you know i know it's sad but just Mm -hmm. picture as (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what are you doing out there all right well you know and and it's like it's like i remember you and i you and i used to do (laughs) Okay, Ez and I, when we were in college, because we like we like, you know, had a house and Tom, our buddy Tom is Mm -hmm. we would go get Little Caesars pizzas Mm -hmm. and we would go to like Kroger, you know, Fred Meyer, if you're out here on the on the West Coast, and we would just simply get sheet cake. (laughs) I mean, and then we would like pop in episode one and watch episode one all the way to episode six. Yep. And yeah, and you know, I and no offense to the sequels, but like I don't know if I'm gonna do a big Star Wars marathon. If I'm really gonna be like, uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, if, 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 if after six, I'm like, okay, now let's hit the the sequels, right? And it's like, ah, I think I'm, I'm, you know, I'm good for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're already you're already committed for like twelve hours at that point, and so it's like I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I can do twenty four hours. That's a lot, right? <laughs> right. And yeah. now you got to add in Solo, which I love, and Rogue One. It's you know it's becoming yeah. a lot, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's, it takes it takes dedication. I mean, we should do mm-hmm. it though. I'm telling you what, when mm-hmm. I come out there to visit, like I'm like, oh, we're you know. getting some sheet cake. We're yeah, okay. Know. All yeah, right, good, so. good. All right. Oh, and then and then show for me is Mandalorian. I th- yeah, I think I think yeah. I think I mean I I I'm mean, gonna just tell you right now, uh, Mandalorian will be my fi- my favorite show, and so until maybe that Obi Wan show comes out. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. all right. So uh, last one here, um, uh, David uh, David Stallings. St- David Stallings here. Hey guys, new to your podcast, started binging it. Um, uh, you know, uh, you love it. You guys are great. How likely do you think an old Republic trilogy is? I would love to see um, a trilogy or even a series on Revan to really bring more history into the canon. Uh, 
I think it's pretty likely, actually. I would I I think I think it will happen. I don't I don't know if it's going to be anytime soon. Uh, we, you mm. know, the the rumor is that it's going to be um, relatively new Republic, right? Like it's going to be like 400 years before Star Wars is kind of the rumors flying around now. Um, who knows? Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. if if they do it, if they do say a new Republic movie and um, it'll all kind of depend on how well the next movie does. Right. Yeah. Uh, yep. You know, the ne- the next Star Wars movie is going to be the real, the real telling kind of thing for for Star Wars to go forward. If the new movie, who knows what it's going to be? I mean, it could be Rogue Two or you know Solo Two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it does really well and it's really well received, then you know Disney will milk Star Wars for everything that it's it's possible it's possibly worth. So um yeah. I would say at this point it's probably more likely if we were to get something um old republic that it might be a Disney Plus series. I think that's where they're far more likely to try and crank out as much kind of content as they can. I mean there's seems like there's really be turning into some sort of a a Netflix versus Disney Plus content war going on mm. well yeah apple, I, I apple tv in there as well yeah i hadn't even thought about maybe a tv series um you know with with the old republic but i like that i actually think that'd be kind of really cool to see um i I'll, I'll say this you know with with baby yoda like that move was bold that was a bold move huge and i even think just the mandalorian itself is bold and you're sort of like that is that is literally, you know, you you see all this mm-hmm. stuff, um, you know, whether it's a YouTube channel or people tweet on on Twitter, uh, tweeting about this, but you know, kind of what Star Wars fans are into and what they want. And this conversation about the old Republic and Revan have have it's been going on for a long time. People want to see it. They're obsessed. They loved it. The video game did well. The books, the story, yeah, uh, it, it did well. A- there's a lot of rumors right now uh, popping up all over YouTube and IGN and stuff that they are going to remake Knights of the Old Republic, the original one. Like with oh, really? The, the, Darth, yeah. the Darth Revan story. That is really big. So keep uh, – I don't think that would even be – if that if that were to happen, it would totally be um, during E3 this year. So right, it's about mm-hmm. June like 15th. I, I, don't, I, I think that would be an EA announcement. Um, yeah, because I think that they own probably owns. Well, I don't know. It was LucasArts and it was Bioware. EA now owns Bioware um, and they they are the ones that produce Star Wars, the older public. So I don't know what the con the the rights on that are. Yeah. But. And th- and there are even th- there are rumors still, though, that like even though if, if that's the case and they're making the, the video game or what have you, that a a movie um, or TV series, I think more likely a movie, but like is is coming and what i've been hearing um is is that there might like the tie-in back to the Mm -hmm. skywalker saga is that so in in master and apprentice qui-gon and um well the jedi council themselves they've hidden away a lot of stuff in the temple there there's stuff Mm -hmm. there's places in the temple you're not supposed to go and the prophecies are really something that they don't want the jedi looking into but Mm qui-gon is obsessed with the prophecies Mm -hmm. just like his master was and so these were ancient, ancient prophecies. They don't really give us a time frame on how far back they were, but mm. people were kind of saying they think they're going to set up a an old Republic series, um, mm. and maybe Revan, maybe the Sith Emperor, right. the the Sith Emperor, whoever 
but that the Jedi during those times may have um, may the prophet. We may go back and see when the prophecies were made. Right. And, and there may be numerous prophecies. Yeah. And, and that might be little nods to the main Skywalker saga. Yeah. And actually, the thing that I think you could point to and say that the, that really helped the, the likelihood of an Old Republic uh, film adaptation, whatever it may be, is The Witcher. Because the biggest driving factor of the Old Republic has been the video games. Um, mm -hmm. You know, Knights of the Republic and, and then, then the the Old Republic. And I don't think, you know, The Witcher obviously does have a book series, but really what kind of like pushed The Witcher to the success it had was the video game. I mean, The Witcher 3 was absolutely enormous. Uh, and mm -hmm. so for Netflix to take something that I think most people looked at and thought of as as a video game. Um, and for it to be as successful and then you look at movies like the Pikachu movie and, you know, all of this kind of stuff, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird when you think about it. So in like the early 2000s is when we started getting a lot of these movies like, OK, hey, we're bringing Ninja Turtles back. We're bringing um, trans. You know, we got the Transformer movie. We This is when we started getting all of these comic book movies. I mean, it's only a matter of time before the video game thing kind of picks up and that may be the next Hollywood grab everyone goes to maybe they maybe you know uh, at some point I think you'd have to think that comic book movies would get so will get so oversaturated that people will begin to move on to some sort of a new mm -hmm. uh, you know a, a new a new genre and that this that may be it. Yeah, I mean people yeah. people will always love it, but I mean Hollywood, you know, it's just it's just the natural, you know, ebb and flow of of, yeah. of stuff. Like, I mean, it's just it's like it's like CSI comes out and now everybody has a CSI show, right? And then okay, well then you know it's like American Idol come out and now everyone has an American Idol show, right? And so it's just there. There's yeah. always that next thing that'll come up, and then everyone tries to replicate that. Yeah, yeah, I hear you on that. Yeah, for sure. So I mean. Either way, I guess I think you know it's. I think like you said in the beginning of this, uh, it, it that it's likely that that we may have mm -hmm. um, an old an old Republic series. I don't know when, but I actually I shy away from talking about it because I am super hopeful. I really want it. I mm -hmm. really want it to happen, mm -hmm. and so I don't talk about it a lot because I kind of have my fingers crossed over here, going, I don't want to jinx it. I hope they do, yeah. and I kind of think they are going to. But you do. Know. You know, it's just I do. I actually, I I actually think the. Um, this whole move with the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda has showed them something. I actually think that, you know, they're holding off on Obi-Wan, right? And they, they, it's, it's, right. A, it's all about timing and it's all these different things. Like, we heard about Obi-Wan, you know, a Star Wars story way back in the day. We heard about a Boba mm -hmm. Fett thing and all this stuff. It's like we need to – I think they've really tightened things up a little bit to say, let's not release any of this stuff out there and get false hope going or, right. or what have you. We're, we're starting to hear – and maybe some of that is – they were releasing it to kind of gauge what people did want. You know, a rumor right. leaks out there that Obi-Wan series is coming and the internet is ablaze. Like, yes, let's go. Okay, right. well, let's, let's, now let's really get serious about this. And that's yeah. why I think we've heard that it's, it's delayed a little bit. Um, but I think they're starting to say, and I think you look at the sequel trilogy, like when people did not, and I just will say this, there was, there was a lot of people who did not like the way that Luke Skywalker was handled. I think right. he was handled. In an, in an okay way, I wish that it would have been Grandmaster Luke style, mm -hmm. but that's okay. Um, I'm still just a consumer, and I, I enjoy Star Wars regardless, and I have my Grandmaster Skywalker stories to go to and, and live in right. whenever I want. 
Um, so I guess like I think when they when they saw what like the backlash that they kind of got for what they did to Luke, they kind of thought, okay, these people they we know right. what they want, you know, and. And, and it's also, I know they're always trying to pave a way for, like, new fans and bringing in a new generation and stuff, but, like, this is some pretty classic storytelling with, right. with like, Luke's arc and, and this uh, great epic tales and stuff, and you still want to teach kids um, good lessons from these stories, but we kind of, you kind of know, we want a Boba Fett backstory, we want an Obi-Wan, you know, um, TV show, we want the Old Republic, and there are things out there that we don't know that we want. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know I wanted a baby Yoda. No, oh, I knew yeah. that I, I knew that I loved Yoda, and I knew that I, I, I knew that the Star Wars, like, fandom loves Mandalorians. Like I, I've again, I've never been. I've always been more into the Force and to Jedi and things like that. So we would go to Star Wars Celebration, and I'd see this whole like Mandalorian Merc set up, and I'd see these guys over there getting tattoos. I mean, the the Mandalorian Mando tats were insane. There was just mm-hmm. they're everywhere, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, what is this? People are, like, obsessed. Like, this is their thing. And, uh, yeah, that was it for them. So, and it's cool. It's the underworld. And they love that. And I I, I now have gotten kind of pulled into it more. But I'm like, that is what people wanted. And now, through The Mandalorian, we've got that. So, I think they're going to give us the Old Republic at some point in time. I just don't know when. But I would say it's a, it, it's a done deal. It's sure. It's, in my mind, it's sure. It's just a matter of when they, when they do it and how they right. weave it in. So. Yeah, yeah. The only, the only thing, the only thing I, I, I'll say really quick here, um, about the possi- about the possibility of older public is the only, the only downside to it I could see is that Disney says or thinks maybe it's just too far removed, and there's no connections, right? Like Baby mm-hmm. Yoda's huge because of Yoda. I mean, I mean, I mean that's that's why it's that's why Baby Yoda is such a big deal because is he connected to Yoda? Is he connected to this bigger thing? Um, then on the other hand, I could say, well, it's like a fresh start. So yeah, those that's kind of that that balance that I'm sure I'm because I'm sure somebody they've talked about the old republic in you know a Disney boardroom. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what we should do, and I'm sure that's probably the conversation that they've had. Um, mm-hmm. Is is it doesn't it doesn't really connect anything? So are are fans gonna, you know, like your bigger casual audience that probably may have only watched Mandalorian may have been their first entry into Star Wars Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. got they got Disney Plus and it's plastered all over the place and what's this Baby Yoda thing everyone's talking about? Um, Right. Because I mean I literally have talked to people about the Mandalorian who are not like Star Wars fans, but they're like, oh Baby Yoda, like I watched it for Baby Yoda, yeah. So yep, um, yep. So that may be the only negative thing I could see um, with uh, the older public is it might be it's maybe too far re- removed. So, but I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. And it could, and the, yeah, again, that could be I'm a positive, hopeful. as you said yeah. too. It's 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 it could be a negative or positive because exactly. like it's fresh start. It's like no yeah. confusion. Here you go, new story. So yeah, I'm so. down. So all right, guys. Well, hey man, want to thank you guys for hanging out in hyperspace. In our next episode, we will be discussing your transmissions, so be sure to send us any of your thoughts, uh, theories, origin stories, or anything from a galaxy far, far away. If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you next time, and remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like dusting crops.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.